Welcome back, everyone, to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast Show. I'm Andy. I'm Lonesome Mike. And I am Will. And as you guys can see, Brian's not here because we are welcoming a new mortgage hero. That's yep. right. Congratulations to Brian Michelle. Yeah. Just welcome their newest addition to their house. Can you believe that? Yeah. This is awesome. Baby number awesome. Two we got another little baby. We got to train him since... You know, growing now. family. Get that kid a calculator. <laughs> uh, so today, guys, we have to talk about a variety of opinions uh, jockeying for position. Only one can rule them all. Uh, but we got Fannie Mae's chief economist on the housing market outlook. We have why are existing home prices up year over year? Changing home buyer expectations are slowing the housing market. And then data digest. Today's home buyers are seeking affordability, not found in the West. We can definitely dig into that one. <laughs> That's our backyard, and we hear that all the time. But That's let's go backyard. Let's go from the top, guys. Fannie Mae's chief economist on the housing. Market market outlook economic growth likely to slow central bank won't cut rates till the end of quarter two 2024 i don't even know about that anymore but let's see what doug duncan has yeah, to say doug duncan we got another uncle right uncle we got doug. uncle uncle pow uncle doug all these guys just giving us some news yeah. but i mean he's a, he sounds like he's a little optimistic we'll see yeah i mean he's only predicting a 50 50 chance of another rate hike so thank you <laughs> uncle uh duncan yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's like gonna change i mean I, I, it always changes i mean it goes up or down based on market sentiment and you know yeah. it's 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 funny though because sometimes it, depending on the conversation we go oh sentiment doesn't matter you know data matters right and then you go that's well right. oh, wait we must be measuring sentiment for a reason and then you go oh yeah it's because of this yeah. <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. how people feel about things ultimately sometimes does d determine where they have yeah. to go next so. i just love the news that they keep giving us andy same news yeah, I mean, you know, I was thinking about that in preparation for the show today where you're like, you know, you know, we do have a lot of, let's say, dour or less positive things to talk about nowadays. Yeah. But then I was looking back at some other shows and client email uh, video newsletters we were sending and we were sharing a lot of good news yeah. about appreciation and rates being their lowest historically and uh, all sorts of like great information that at that time, that's just what was going on seasonally in the yeah. in, in the lifespan of real estate and mortgage. And this is now the other side of that coin. You know, where, I do. You know, I, it's tough. I, I like that you're saying seasonal because this is seasonal this is this will pass yeah you know it's just kind of brace right now for what we what we can expect which is it it is what it is a low inventory housing market right now obviously he's predicting right now that things are cooling down and we're already noticing it we're yeah. we're sensing that that's just because of the high interest rate the affordability and there's lots that go into it so he's not giving us false information but it's just the same thing redundant well, it seems just, like. It just makes you wonder, right? Because a lot of times it is the same thing and you're, oh, okay, this person has the same opinion as these five other people. And then you hear some counter opinion and you go, yeah. well, geez, why are they saying that? I mean, you know, the other day yeah. I was reading an article about Jamie Dimon, the CEO of Chase Bank, and he's saying that investors need to get ready for the Fed to be at 7%. It's like, well, wait, hold on a second. Where's that coming from? And, and, then, and then you hear other people say like, yeah, the Fed can't stop this and they'll have to continue raising rates until the job is done. And they're saying the job's not done until 2%, which we're still far away from on inflation Ooh. so so then i go okay well that makes sense too like only again like at the top of the show only there will be one to rule them all yeah. and one opinion will be played out to its to to its fullness and we'll end up seeing what happens but you know at least at least here's the thing fannie mae coming out and saying this means something for mortgage and real yeah. estate you know mm -hmm. lawrence young we talk about nar when we talk about real estate stuff that matters and their voice does carry some weight however they are only representatives uh, representatives of two industries yeah. you know mortgage and 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 real estate and yeah. 
and don't encapsulate all the other factors that the Fed has to consider in their decisions. That's right. There's more to it. Well, let's get into this. Fannie Mae, chief economist, Uncle Doug. Yeah. Well, so, you know, part of the problem here is that, you know, the Fed is running off their portfolio, which we've been talking about because we're talking about it. Most people don't know what that means, but they've been running off their balance sheet, which means they are removing risk from themselves yeah. and putting it back onto the open market. But that does come at a cost because the open market, in order to observe, uh, absorb that, has to go, hold on a minute. I need to make sure that my, me absorbing the risk you're moving yourself away from doesn't come at a cost to me. So that means I'm going to need rates at a higher rate, uh, higher price for longer yeah. in order to be able to sustain carrying all of this debt load. Yeah. And I think that's an untold story in all of this. Of course. And probably part of why he's saying he sees it a 50-50 chance is the Fed's going to have to do it because they're also transferring risk at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. When the risk no. is super low and rates are like two and a half percent, three percent, okay, that's that's fine. But in the in an increasing rate environment, that risk increases as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and we're starting to see these increases in a little bit in everything. Mike and I were even talking about his bank account today. He was all excited because he's getting five point one percent return. That's that's high in this market, though. Yeah, that's really high. Well, that's what starts happening, right? A lot of people stop going to banks because of everything that they're hearing. Mm -hmm. And so they're not making those deposits. So the banks have to start making some type of giving an incentive to get a Mikey, get a will. Andy, like, hey, yep. let me go deposit some of this money and I'm making 5.1%. Yeah, I mean, the incentive was enough to get me in. So it worked. <laughs> yeah. It definitely and, worked. And, and you might not even remember this because maybe it wasn't aware. Uh, it wasn't uh, Your awareness wasn't there maybe two, two and a half years ago. I mean, were you running your money to bank when it was 0.5% or 0.7% return? <laughs> was I? Did you even know about it? No, I didn't. Yeah, so you didn't, right? You don't know, not because you're- Well, the return was so small, it, was, it wasn't even noticeable. <laughs> right, it's negligible. And that's part of this whole yield conversation, you know, when we're talking about this, like, that's great. 5.1% is, out, is outstanding um, because that's better than 0.7% of the yeah, before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but this is also part of that function of, the, of this monetary policy. I mean, when you withdraw volatility from one area, you create volatility in another. And where you uh, increase rates in one side, you have them on another. So yeah. in a weird way, a lot of people, in addition to you, Mikey, are uh, benefiting from that same that exactly. that same that that same spillover uh, effect in this. So that's how everything's just intertwining yeah. with one another. Yeah. So I mean, so th to kind of wrap this part up, I mean, look, I think what we're seeing is this new normal. People are becoming more accustomed to seeing rates at this price. You know, we've been talking about rates in the sevens for now several months, yeah. seven and a quarter, seven and a half. I mean, we are likely to see eights. I know. I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. You know month and a half ago guys remember we were saying that like the the news headlines they're yeah. like teasing this whole eight percent thing because like let's warm people up they're just priming yeah, everyone to get yeah. ready that you're gonna see eights and i think that that's gonna happen because of absolutely this. it's kind of like when you go to get that massage you go to massage mb you get that they start off really nice you know and you're like had a little pain somewhere and then once they dig in there to do that deep tissue or yeah put that elbow in there ah that's when it hurts right and so that's how i think they're doing these things they're kind of easing and massaging it a little bit and then boom when it hits it's like i told you so mm -hmm. yeah. you know one of the things that i found interesting in what he said is housing market the uh, uh, housing market to cool in the coming months well we'll already see it's happening now yeah you know and then but does not anticipate a crash like yeah and that's the thing that we're hearing all over the place the crash is coming the crash the 2008 is going to be repeated well He's not predicting that. He predicts that home prices will continue to rise. Well, obviously, simple economics, supply and demand. Here in California, we're having a difficult time with that. We yeah. researched three zip codes. 
here in our local, actually, 9191314151 and 11, and we only had like 18 homes in a certain <sighs> price range. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Uh, that is really low. Yeah. yeah. If you look at how many uh, loan officers and how many <laughs> uh, realtors we have in the area, it's like the numbers just don't yeah. make sense, you know? Yeah. So, but I like how he puts that. And then he also expects mortgage rates to remain elevated. Well, hello. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I think, I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 this catch-22, right? We yeah. have this demand that's happening, but then we have affordability. Yeah. Like the, the higher rates go, um, it, it, it squeezes people on their affordability to get their get their loan yeah. qualified. And then it costs them more in order to you know maintain that care and that expense every single yeah. month. So it's like the demand is there. The, there's a want for homes. We lack inventory. Yeah. And then to finance the the home you're carrying costs is going to cost you yeah. more and mm -hmm. you know it's going to take more to qualify i'm just more like andy uncle doug tell us something better here yeah come seriously. on yeah tell us something different than what everybody's already saying so you okay know? <laughs> I, I, i'll tell you this part and, and again maybe this is again this him just trying to like shine some light on the situation uh you know they here at the end of the article it says when the fed is done with the inflation fight and the economic growth is back to the two percent to two and a half percent level mortgage rates will probably run four and a half to six percent over the cycle so here's my big question yeah but when's that gonna be <laughs> <laughs> That's that. that's a great that's a great forecast. Yeah. When is that going to be? Yeah. We don't know. He doesn't know. So it's kind of like this, you know, let's give everybody something to hope for, which is fine. We should. We should be optimistic when there's a case to be optimistic, but it again, there's no time frame on that. Yeah. I think that makes this very difficult to Yeah, make. It, it's hard when there's no finish line in sight. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah. it was like the price is right. Probably something you never even heard, right, Mike? Uh, I've, I've heard of it. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it. But it's like the price is right. Like just door number one, two, or three, and it's uh, like, it'll just happen now, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll get rewarded immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this before too. Like, yeah, people are going to have to make a choice. The market's going to do what the market's going to yeah. do. There's going to be more contraction in mortgage and real estate. There's going to be more attrition. You see a lot of people yeah. leaving the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and, that, and it's fine. I mean, a lot of people are going to have to do that. And um, again, to, to everyone who's watching and maybe you're watching our show for the first time, you know, one of the advantages of being able to sit here and talk about these things is that at least for Will, for Memo and myself, you know, having done this for 18 years collectively, or I'm sorry, 18 years apiece now, yeah. our collective experience allows us to sit here and tell you the insides and outs and what things are happening on the back end and what that means to people in the front Absolutely. Side. You know, Andy, you can't buy experience. You have to go no. through it. You definitely you know? pay for it, though. You, oh, my God. There we go. <laughs> but, you know, the good thing about this, this is just one expert's opinion, right? So it's just an opinion. Yeah. There, there's, yeah. there's others in there. What really is going to help us understand all of this is really what's happening in the market. Yeah. Okay. And it's not, we're not just talking about real estate. We're not talking about just, you know, uh, lending. We're talking about in general, there's a lot of things that factor into all of this. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the job market is just strong. Yeah, that's that's been a stubborn point in this whole thing. Very I think stubborn. I think that's also part of why you know Doug from Fannie Mae says this. And and again, that's a catch twenty two. Yeah. The job market being strong allows people to have jobs, which again helps them qualify. And if they have good paying jobs, then they can meet the affordability standard in order to get into a home. But on the other side, the jobs being sticky and being the tight labor market means that the Fed's going to keep rates higher for longer, and they won't ease up until they see a correction in that. So it's this like this this tug, and it's like a, a tug yeah. of war that's just constant. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, hey, they continue to buy gas. At the prices that they're six dollars in change. Hey guys, I know I went to seven thirty nine the other day. Oh I saw seven thirty nine. Really, I yep. found uh, some cheap gas the other day for five seventy five. Oh, so it was go. only ninety dollars to fill my tank. I wasn't revving the engine on the way home. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
there was a downhill. I just put, I took my foot <laughs> off the neutral? gas. <laughs> I'm not using any more Literal. gas. <laughs> Andy, you remember those times? Just put it on neutral. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go. I, and and I hate to admit and go with that, the momentum. that wow, me thinking, wow, ninety dollars to fill my tank. That was a great deal. I know. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how like the opinion has shifted? I mean, but again, yeah. that's kind of part and parcel for the same thing with our buyers yeah. too. It's like, oh, we're getting used to 7% rates, yeah. seven I mean, quarters. I mean, I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, you know, at one point they were saying, oh, into 2023, we should be at the five and a half. So like, that's going to be it. But we're, we're way past that. Yeah, if you call are. someone right now and said five and a half, you'd yeah. have like 10 people out the door, exactly. yeah. which is crazy because if you told them that in 2022, that five and a half would be a good rate, like you're nuts. You're you're way out of bounds. Three all day. Give me three. Yeah. Like, they ain't getting three. You that's know, crazy. You're not getting five and a half now. Oh yeah. And it's going to continue to change. The good thing yeah. is you're young enough to understand this change. And you're actually in one of the toughest industries to that have these cycles. You know, I mean, the good thing is I always said back in the day, 10 years of a good prosperous real estate market. And then we'd have like three, four years of a not so good challenging, mm -hmm. challenging one. So the good thing is you're going through this. You're understanding it. And you know, the name fits you. Lonesome Mike. Uh, yeah. It's, it's been house. long enough. I have a good understanding. But <laughs> yeah. It can you change, your, guys. <laughs> you got your work uncles over here. Yeah. In the corner. yeah. Um, all right, guys, let's move on. We're going to talk about why our existing home price is up year over year. Uh, this, this again, this is from uh, Housing Wire. Yeah. Existing home prices are up 3.9% year over year with demand near 21st century lows. Um, which is odd because demand in certain places is actually yeah. higher than that, but we won't get into that. So Correct. how is this, how is this possible guys? Existing uh, home prices are up 3.9%. Let's talk about it. Well, Andy, uh, we have too many people chasing too few homes. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? That's, I love it. Done. That's it. Economics 101. Next time move demand. on. <laughs> All right, Mikey, you've graduated. Dun, 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 to the dun, next. Dun, <laughs> Let's just get oh, wait, it. That's the wrong song. <laughs> I was doing the president's yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, low graduation march. Exactly. Um, Three things. It's just going to be the low supply. Yep. Right? High demand and inflation. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. These are the things that why it's, it, it's causing these, these the, the home prices to continue to rise and one thing I, I saw and i was looking in the comments not, not just for this article but another one about the same topic and another platform um you know people in the comments were arguing with each other because there was there was a very um, overlooked misunderstanding yeah. which is oh um housing is crashing like no no prices are fine like no but housing volume is crashing yeah. oh that's different and so people are confusing volume of sales meaning units of sales are markedly lower this year than they were last year which is lower than the year before that yeah versus the prices stabilizing so and, and it's, what's funny is that they're actually not be, they're not against each other. They actually are a byproduct of one another. Right. When there's less inventory, their prices stay high, mm -hmm. and those prices staying staying high are also on the other side going to affect the yeah. volume. And 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 here, so that the normal person understands, when we're talking about this growth, it's nationwide. Yes. Okay. There's certain specific po uh, um, spots that you'll find in certain cities that aren't doing well. They're actually losing. They're down by ten. You know, ten, mm -hmm. eight, six, five percent. You know, but here in some areas in California, where uh, you know we're considered to be more in an isolated area, we're not building as much, and therefore the prices uh, seem to be going up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be the case probably again as the inventory is low, even with elevated rates. I mean, because because again, the other part of that is the the silent part of this is that the elevated rates are preventing people from listing their home exactly. and moving. So because they're at three percent or two and a half percent, so um, in a, in a, in a weird way, like yeah, the prices are high and they're going to stay that way because there's not an influx of a lot of people trying to list their home at the same time, which would make prices. That's lower. right. That's so right. I, I know. I don't want to lose my rate. Oh yeah. I mean, you know how many times we talk about golden handcuffs <laughs> on the show? Like Brian talks about, it's kind of like a Brian thing now, but yeah. we talk about golden handcuffs all the time. So 
Uh, yeah, um, year-over-year sales fell 15.3%, uh, down from $4.77 million in August of 2022, and inventory is still negative year-over-year. Year. Unsold inventory sits at a 3.3-month supply. We technically, for a healthy market, we need six-month supply. Six months. We're really far from that. Again, you scale that to nationwide, like Memo's talking about. You start having nationwide conversations. You go, oh, 3.3% uh, or 3.3-month supply. Uh, that doesn't sound too bad, but that's literally half of six. So um, that's a problem. Yeah. We need more people. Uh, to be able to find homes and yeah. that will keep prices high. And again, building in the right areas. Yeah. You know, because we're yeah. seeing some builders are actually tapering back. Yeah. Because they're seeing that we're actually overbuilding. Well, yeah, that's okay. So talk about that a little bit because I, I know, um, you know, we've talked about this kind of off the show, but there's the demand part of that that gets yeah. met by these by these builders but then there's some that are pulling back because their area isn't doing as much where there's right. migration going to places there's a lot of building but where they're coming from there's hardly any at yeah. all well it happens a lot of times andy where the actual medium sale uh the, the actual medium income of a person it's they just can't afford that payment. So the builders are building based on, let me build, we see what's going on nationwide. Let me kind of build in this area thinking, yeah, people are gonna come in here and figure out a solution or we can incentivize them with providing a 2-1 buy down and get them in. But they're realizing that with the rates increasing right now, they're saying like, no, we're, we're not gonna get in there. Maybe we gotta rethink this because our incomes are so tight. More than half our income is going to go towards paying this property, and we, we can't afford that. Mm -hmm. Well, and, yeah. and even with incentives, I mean, it's still super expensive. For example, um, I had a client send me an LE from some new townhomes that he got, and you know they quoted him a 5.875% rate, which you know seemed a little... I was like, how are they doing that? Yeah. So I asked him for the LE, and I showed him, hey, look, the total cash to come in to even get this special financing they keep telling you about is $80,000. Jeez. You have $34,000. <laughs> Like, are you prepared to, you know, come in with that much more? Wow. And it's like, there's always a hidden cost to it. Yeah. Wow. That's Expensive. crazy. Yeah. If it That's sounds crazy. too good to be true, then it probably is. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, so another takeaway here for me, guys, was that, you know, they keep talking about inventory is low. Yeah, we know that. But, yeah. but inventory is low, yet demand isn't collapsing. And ding, ding, ding. I think it's because rents remain high. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think as, you know, as people look at what their, their, their pocket outflow every month is, oh, I'm spending... $4,000 a month on rent for house, 4,500, five yeah. grand for rent. Like I might, if I'm gonna spend $5,000, it might as well be to something I own yeah. versus just <laughs> renting this place again. Might so as well. there's, there's like, I think there's probably like a, a, a ghost factor to this where that psyche, it, I know that's in people. Yeah, I know exactly. that's in their head. You know, a lot of times people don't also know that there's also benefits in owning. Owning when you're paying down principal because these payments are based on principal and interest, right? When you're damn paying down principal, it's like you're actually putting some money into your mm -hmm. savings account for a later time, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like a retirement account if you look at it like that. In addition to that, there is what's called a tax write-off. All your interest and property taxes will be your tax write-off. So therefore, if you're making good money, most rich buy property. Why? Because they have these write-offs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you rent, you don't get any of that. And I've done it. Yeah. I ain't, uh, there was no benefit to that. Yeah. You know, when values went up in homes, guess who didn't earn that value? Yeah, you didn't. No. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So, so I think savvy people things. that are, uh, they have good income and they're renting right now and they're paying that four or 5,000 bucks a month. Like, man, if I'm going to pay this, I might as well. That's own right. The, I might as well own mm -hmm. the thing at that point. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I think, again, it's lack of knowledge. A lot of people don't know what they don't know. They mm -hmm. just, hey, we see that the appreciation may go up, but there's other benefits that go with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
All right, well, let's get to the next one, guys. Changing home buyer expectations are slowing the housing market. Yeah, duh. Uh, <laughs> home sales each week continue to be at depressed levels. Available inventory of unsold homes uh, is growing. Um, and you know, even though it's not unusual for like there to be like a small jump in new listings during this time of year, that's mostly because people are thinking, oh, if I want to close on the sale of my house, I got to get it on the market in September so that it can get in escrow in October, close by November. Mm-hmm. We can have Thanksgiving and Christmas in our new yeah. place. So there's like this buyer behavior psychological element uh, at least from my own track record and Absolutely. you know seeing lots of conversations like this so yeah, something that's been going on for years it's just been the cycle you know but right now it's it's a different cycle one we have a shortest supply of homes we've been talking about that second the rates are our all-time high 23 year high we haven't seen that in over 23 years to be an average rate of 7.7 percent yeah you know it's just crazy yeah so if you look at it and a lot of people say well when i first bought my home it was like a 19 percent yeah you paid fifty thousand dollars yeah. for the house. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Very different. Yeah. Very yeah. different from when an average here in San Diego, it's eight hundred ninety thousand currently. Right. Nationwide, right. it was at four hundred seven, I believe. Yeah, is what they put out there. So if you're really looking at that, your rent or a mortgage payment's gone up to like twenty six to twenty nine hundred, and yeah. that's nationwide. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's that. That's hard. And it, this 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 signals a, a psychological change. I mean, it's obviously a behavioral subset of of what is true in the market. Correct. Um, and expectations are going to drive what people do or don't do all the time, and, yeah. and their ability to do that. And you know, seasonally speaking, September is right before we get into the holiday season, but it's also right after yeah. this spring summer push. So traditionally. Everyone's warming up in the in the spring and in the summer. They're making their moves. They're trying to get into whatever new neighborhood for the new school that their mm-hmm. kids are going to go into and get settled before the school year begins. And then there's kind of like this lagging effect. Oh, you didn't do it then? Okay, we'll do it in September. <laughs> yeah. And you still have some time. Coupled with, eh, let's get this done before the end of the year. So yeah. I think it's kind of a both-and situation. Uh, and ironically enough, uh, you know, when people decorate their homes for like Thanksgiving and Christmas, they actually get really good um, value on their offers because mm-hmm. they're seeing a house in an environment in the way they would envision it for themselves. Yeah, yeah and, staging makes a huge difference. Big yeah, time. and and so I know that that happens too. But you know, this the 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 changing per- perception of like, hey, and I mean this. Again, I'm going to go back to the Fed. Part of this is like, if they're standing up there and they're saying, hey, rates are going to have to remain at an elevated level for longer, mm-hmm. th- they're, they're telling everyone in this soft way, you just got to get ready to be patient. Yeah. Be patient. This is going to take some time and we ain't out of the woods yet. Yeah. Well, I think this is going to be a different holiday season <clears throat> for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. We're not having a lot of supply and people holding on to those low interest rates that they had, Yep. you know, and consumer confidence just being... I think it's going to be rough. It's one of the lowest, you know, out there when it comes to purchasing a home. And why? The rate's just not affordable. Yeah. Well, especially for the people. I mean, because imagine they mentioned here, buyers early in 2023 at slightly lower rates than now. And we're optimistic that mortgage rates would still go lower. Right. I mean, imagine how those right. people feel now. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you this little story from the Wayback Machine. Like, I remember in my first year in 2005 doing loans, uh, I remember locking a fixed ro- a fixed rate loan 30 year at 6.5%. Yeah. And 6.5%, like, that's just the way it was. And I was like, okay, what's 6.5%? Yeah. But now we're sitting, staring down like high sevens and like eights. Like, yeah. now we're talking about eights. Like, I, even in our 18 yeah. years, we've I've never seen an eight. I've never even done a loan at, at higher than that, that six and a half uh, on, a, on a lock. I've so, done it on the hard money. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, yes, hard money HELOCs, yes, but like traditional mortgage nope. money, I've never I, done one. Hard, hard I, I literally money. got in after they were like three percent. They start creeping back. Up. Yeah, yeah, and they went up quick. And, yeah, <laughs> and I remember when I first started, I do so many cold calls, and a lot of them were for refinances, and everyone would be like, "Nope, already refinanced, already refinanced, already yeah. refinanced. I have a two percent. I have a two percent." Yep. That's, that's crazy. That's right yeah. now, all day long. So <laughs> yeah. you you refinance half the half the half Jeez. the country and yeah, he, he called them all. Yeah, he called them all. <laughs> I just confirmed they get refinanced. <laughs> he was like, you called from Memo's office? I already yeah. did it. I already did them. After done. March of 2022, <laughs> that's where everything just yeah. started creeping yeah. up. You know, that's where we started seeing just yeah. rate spike and at a historical high. We've never seen that. You know what? So I was thinking about that the other day and you know that that little arcade game that like the whack-a-mole yeah. with the, the hammer and the <laughs> thing that pops up you gotta like hit it back down. I kind of uh, feel like that's what's oh, going on a, yeah, in the yeah. market, right? Like it's, oh, here's this problem with inflation. Oh, here's jobs over here. Oh, here's affordability over it's, there. It's oh, there's mortgage something. rates. At the, it's like inventory and there just seems to be a, like a lot of them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what I'm also noticing and I'll, I'll say this in, to our own credit I don't see a lot of people talking about this. I, I think it's because they don't want to. They're scared to. They don't know what to yeah. say, or they're afraid that they're going to be, you know, uh, la- like lambasted in the comments or whatever. But look, this is what it is. These are the these are the the cards we've been dealt, and we got to play our hand. Well, the good thing with us is full transparency. Yes. If you're not in a position to do it, you can't. Your mm-hmm. finances will tell us, and that's what we're here to do is to yeah. make sure that we're analyzing your financial situation and pointing you in that right direction. Yeah. So we talk about this because we just want to not be hiding the truth. Here it is. But this is why we feel you will benefit from it, mm-hmm. you know. And if you can't right now, hey, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, yeah. and there's and there's no advantage to not talk about these things because no, it's exactly. true whether we talk about it or we don't. It so helps. everyone being silent doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. Absolutely, you know, Andy. It, it for me internally, my own ho- household, I always talked about the three P's, right? And so I just want to be better prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm actually scaling down a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. you have you guys have seen me write down my Corvette and stuff. Guess what? I'm putting on the market. <laughs> I, I, I want to survive this because we already know. No, if we go through this momentum and we start creating a difference, we're just going to catapult out of that's this. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the next the next season is going to be a very good season. Yeah, and then you know that's a, that's and that's a good case to be made for being nimble and being uh, being a a kind of company that is um, insulated in some regards, but yeah. available in many others is. You know, we can we can make swift changes when we need to. Uh, but I, I would say one of the one of the things that is going to help us most coming through this this upcoming season is doing this, yeah. having honest conversations with people, talking to new guests that we're going to start in, in the in the new year and some other show ideas that we're, we're going to come up for you guys to help not only increase the value of the show, but also do more education and preparation Correct. for people who do want to get into homes because there need to be solutions for people and. and we're actually gonna, we're actually right now behind the scenes we're working on all that so we can introduce to you guys coming up soon uh, an entire solutions uh, environment uh, for the mortgage yeah. heroes where you can literally kind of choose the scenario find a solution and then determine if it's something that you can qualify for uh, to as our effort our good faith effort to in a difficult market put yes. you in a position to win that's right um, well you know you know we don't need to belabor the point about inventory guys actually now that I think about it yeah. we talked about this a lot and that's fine um, but there was one thing I just wanted to say that uh, the expectation about rates uh, not falling is growing. Um, I think that the changing buyer expectation and kind of the sentiment is important. Uh, and this, the, the, the dealing with reality. Yeah. Um, and I bring this up because I was having a conversation uh, with a, a bankruptcy attorney uh, a few weeks ago. And I was talking to a financial planner last week. And, you know, they both shared similar stories that you shared with me which is there was a homeowner who had a lot of equity in their house. They end up taking out a line of credit to pay off all their consumer mm-hmm. debt. 
car, credit card, and stuff they've been spending on. So rather than <clears throat> go the bankruptcy route, they use the home equity to solve the problem. <laughs> rather than taking money out of the retirement account, they use the home equity to solve the problem because it's just so much. And so I think that despite the rate market being where it is, if you're a homeowner already and you're watching this show, your house is going to be, I'm going to say piggy bank just for ease of understanding. It's going to be your piggy bank for a little bit. If you have a super low rate on your first, the home equity line of credit or, um, or the, the, he home, loan. the he loan, yeah, that the he loan or fixed second is going to be a good yeah. solution for you, uh, moving forward in 2024 or maybe in 2025. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the good thing about that, keep your same rate because it's low, right? Yep. And if we're going to get a second on there, if, nine ten twelve percent whatever you still have a low blended rate yeah. if you're really thinking about it in comparison to having all that credit card debt and again it's not a tax write-off when you have it mm-hmm. as a credit card debt but when you're doing taking interest in a certain way it can become a tax write-off especially if yeah. you're you know doing it for home renovations and stuff like that yeah yep. and that is how the rich stay rich hello so any of you that are watching this segment of the show and you want to learn more about what the what's happening with home prices and uh, inventory and all that you can look at uh, altos research for more of the nerd stuff yeah. you can call memo and you talk to uh, lonesome mike about that on your own personal situation uh, but let's close out strong today, guys. Let's talk about the data digest. Today's home buyers are seeking affordability not found in the West. I made mention earlier to there being this like migration. I was I was kind of soft selling the idea that we're going to talk about migration today and people leaving certain yeah. states and going to others. And wildly, the West is becoming less and less affordable. And yeah. there's a lot of people leaving the West. Yeah, I mean, I do hear a lot of people now. They do want to leave California. But to be honest, as someone who lives here, and seeing that the home values are still, you know, remaining high, isn't, I feel like that's a good thing for us, right? I mean, huh? yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's a good thing too. I mean, again, like there's, there's going to be, there's going to be seasonality to things. And again, affordability preventing you from buying. If you're, if your priority is I want to own a home, well then if that's your number one thing, you're gonna have to go to a place where you can afford that. Yeah. But if your number one thing is I want to live in California, then you sort out, well, what do I got to do to live wherever it is? How much is it going to cost me whether I rent or buy? And then I handle the other priority of wanting to be a buyer later or in another fashion. So I think it comes down to personal preference yeah. uh, a lot. Uh, but the 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 shift uh, of kind of where affordability lies um, is not new. It, California has been one of the more expensive places yeah, to yeah, live, like Hawaii definitely. and New York specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, in California, you got you know San Francisco and Los Angeles and Orange County and San Diego. New York, you got New York City, right? You got some places in Florida like Miami. You got all of Hawaii. Um, so that's not new in that sense. But I do no. think that um, you're you're seeing migration numbers of people going from states like California yeah. to you know Idaho, Nevada. Uh, Oregon, Washington, like you see some of that. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to leave California if McDonald's keeps getting pay increases. <laughs> McDonald's? You know, this $20 no, hourly rate. If on. I'm going to go <laughs> buy a freaking hamburger and it's going to cost me more money, it's I'm out. <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's, that's your breaking point. I think they're paying that machine at the front when you walk in. They're paying that machine 20 bucks an hour. 20 so bucks an hour. Push the thing. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. But no, uh, I tell you, a lot of people, we re- we've actually... Um, helped a lot of people sell their houses here because hey, they when they got in their house they're like we're gonna move out of state do you know a realtor so we put it right back you know to that person if we didn't deal with that realtor we'll put him set him up with somebody that we know is really good mm-hmm. anyhow they'll move to the other state and then they'll call me back and say i think i'm gonna go back to california yeah. right the weather and certain yeah. things that they don't like and we see that it's very common that they go stay maybe a year two years and they're like I shouldn't have sold my home. Yeah, I should have just, just stayed in California. It, it's hard to beat it here, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes, and, sometimes just having a lower payment in a home is not. 
the best thing for a person. Yeah, and 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 that's and that can be very situational too. In some cases, uh, and I'll I'll use my own family's example where um, you know part of my folks moving out of California was for two things: to be closer to our other family members, yeah. number one, and number two, to go into the retirement years where they needed a smaller place that was in line with what their um, their position was financially for the remainder of their years. And so that was a much more of the motivator than, well, what's the market doing? Where are interest rates at? What's the yeah. house price? It has yeah. nothing to do with that. It was all motivated by what do I want the 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 best part of my life to conclude. Yeah. And that that decision was driving that. And it was towards a lower cost, but also towards where do I want to be? Where do I want to wake up every day? Where do I want to yeah. spend my time? How do I want to spend it? And that was the that was the driver behind all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the West, I think, is going to be um, a a haven for people who are, you know, more, I shouldn't say more young, but on average, like you get a lot of young families here. You get entrepreneurs. We have had some companies leave California, but we have some companies that are wildly successful in California Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. A lot of them, too. Uh, That's right. And so, you know, I think there's, there's, again, we always talk about this, but like every neighborhood is different. Every city is different and every state is different. So even though you can say these things nationally or about the West in general, yeah. what is true for the entire West is not always true for San Diego. Specifically. Yeah. Always got to zoom in on your actual market that you're in. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, the good thing is affordable. We're talking about affordability and the reason why I bring out McDonald's, they just got a big pay increase. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw 20 that. bucks an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Thanks, UPS has got a big Use, one. Uh, UPS. UPS drivers. You got the United Auto Workers right now on strike. Uh, you have Hollywood on strike. I mean, so there's there's going to be increased costs like kind of going through yeah. the market. Uh, and again, what is are they going to roll that back when inflation goes down? No. They no, will of not. course not. It's, so, uh, and that's what that's where we're start. That's the reason why we're starting to pay more for things. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the more a company needs to pay out to a certain person, there's more yeah. carrying costs, and therefore they got to pass on that to the consumer. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to pay more for my hamburger and fries. Those golden yeah. fries are the best. Though. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, the, you know the the articles talk about the you know nation as a whole. Home values have hardly changed since last year. Well, I mean, again, where are all my where are all the fear mongers? You know, the sky is falling. Where's this great crash that's going to happen? Uh, and, and this is because of the rebound effect. And I, this is what I wanted to close my final thought on this for you guys was, you know, I look at my own home value every single month when I get the yeah. home bought report and there was a slight dip in the price by like 9%, but then it went right back. So now it's exactly where it was like a year ago, June yeah. over June to June of 23 to let's say August of 20, I'm sorry, June of 22 to August of 23. Nah. It's right back where it was. So it might have been that place. So this whole idea of, yeah, home values have hardly changed. That's right. Because any correction that happened has already been recovered in a lot yep. of major markets. I've seen that too. Yep. It's crazy. So, well, that's that, guys, for this week. Uh, thank you again for another great show. I appreciate your uh, comments and your preparation, yeah. guys. Uh, and uh, for all you watching the show today, you need to reach out to Memo. You need to reach out to Mikey. You need to reach out to Brian. You can send us a DM. You can leave a comment down yeah. below. Let us know how we can help you win in mortgage real estate in 2023. And we are getting prepared to help you win also in 2024. we got a lot of new things coming up. We're going to wait to tell you about them. And Maybe even leak a preview here and there over the next couple months. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, and turn on notifications. And for all you listening in on Apple and Google Podcasts, make sure when you subscribe, you turn on direct downloads so you don't miss any episodes. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again next week. Peace. Thank you.